In the Gospel of Luke, Jesus spends a lot of time at the table. He's always eating with someone. And in the context of the meal, sharing the good news of God. Now, I must say that none of the biblical examples look or sound like the table at my house. None of the instruction given by Jesus is what's usually shared at our house. I'll share a few illustrations with you about what happens at our dinner table, and you can see if they sound familiar. You need to chew with your mouth closed. Please finish chewing before you speak. You've talked a lot already. Let's let somebody else have a turn. And then, more frequently than I'd like, that's really not an appropriate topic at the dinner table. I usually have to wait for the laughter to die down over the inappropriate topic at the dinner table before saying that comment. Statistics show that eating together as a family continues to be one of the most effective means to healthy living. According to the website WebMD, and according to the man quoted there, Joseph Calafino Jr., chairman and president of the National Center on Addiction and Substance Abuse at Columbia University, we learned this. One of the simplest and most effective ways for parents to be engaged in their teens' lives is by having frequent family dinners. The National Center on Addiction and Substance Abuse goes on to say that on a national survey of 1,000 teens and 829 parents of teens, they found that eating dinner as a family helped kids in many ways. It helped them get better grades. It kept their weight within healthy boundaries and kept them away from cigarettes, alcohol, and marijuana, as well as other things. Now, I don't harbor any judgment for those adults who have long work hours or lengthy commutes or significant travel as a part of their work schedules. That's simply how it goes these days. But what I continue to be surprised at is that in our culture, generally speaking, we continue to pay for activities that prevent us from eating together as families. These activities for which we register and pay usually promise that our children will learn teamwork or self-discipline or will simply have fun. We were eating dinner with friends one night, and the kids had gotten up, all the plates were empty, and we lingered there. And the topic turned to one that is familiar. What do your kids do? What activities are they involved in? How much is too much? What is too little? We talked about teams and the qualities of being on a team, our experience as adults whether we had or had not been on teams and what we had valued in that experience. And I found myself saying, isn't a family a team? In a team, you work together toward a common goal. Don't you do that as a family? In a team, you learn how to pull together in a difficult time. Don't you do that as a family? In a team, you cover for each other if the in other is injured. You respect and encourage one another. In a team, you learn self-discipline. And don't you do that in a family? And isn't it with our family that we learn to have fun?
All of this is free at the dinner table. We learn who we are and how to be the people we want to be through the simple practice of eating together. Consider Jesus' instructions at the table. He tells his guests how it is that they are to conduct themselves in a way that reflects the kingdom of God. And he says to them, all who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Jesus could have just, e just as easily offered the instruction that we see in the letter to the Hebrews this morning. Let mutual love continue, we are told. Showing mutual love is something that can only be done in relationship with others. It may seem obvious, but we can't be loving people unless we are actually in relationship with other people. The empathy required to show hospitality to strangers or to tend to those who are in prison or tortured expresses a willingness to stand in solidarity and openness to one who is in need. I'm reminded of the baptismal covenant that we will recite again in a moment. Will you seek and serve Christ in all persons, loving your neighbor as yourself? Will you strive for justice and peace among all people and respect the dignity of every human being? Hebrews goes on to instruct all people to honor marriage, whether they themselves are married or not. This instruction is to uphold the holy union of marriage so that it serves as a sign of God's redeeming love in the world. In regard to money, most of us would like to consider ourselves free from the love of money. But when we find ourselves anxious because of a lack of money, or we're tempted by the promise that it will give us power over the time and energy of another, we find ourselves loving money. Upholding marriage and keeping ourselves free from the love of money gives us the foundation that we need to live lives of generosity. These rules can easily be associated with another part of our baptismal covenant. Will you proclaim by word and example the good news of God in Christ? As we commit ourselves to following these instructions, we are reminded that God has said throughout Scripture that he will never leave us. Our response to each aspect of the baptismal covenant is, I will with God's help. The letter to the Hebrews reminds us that God will never leave us or forsake us. These words are found in Deuteronomy and in Joshua. And the quote in our passage today is from Psalm 18, 118. The Lord is my helper, I will not be afraid. What can anyone do to me? Allowing scripture to relate to our baptismal covenant assures us that God, on whose help we are relying, is faithful. We are a family, made one through Jesus Christ. Each of us was baptized into the one baptism, united as children of God the Heavenly Father, through Christ and the Holy Spirit. Each of us is sustained by Christ to carry out the promises that we have made, or in the case of these children that are coming forward today, that we will make on their behalf. And we are sustained at the table, the holy table of God. Each week, 
We gather together as God's people in order that we might sing God's praises and hear and reflect on the goodness of God made known through Scripture. And each week, Christ invites us to come to the table that we might be fed. Christ exalts us, giving us a seat of honor. Christ makes us worthy to come and take that seat through his love for us. Amen. Amen.